This is an AMI podcast. Hello and welcome to another Double Tap for Thursday, the 27th of October, 2022. I am Stephen Scott, and coming up today on the show, we're going to be learning all about Braille screen input from one of our listeners, and we're going to be talking more about Apple and some recent announcements. You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Hey guys, yes, this is Double Tap and Sean Priest is back with me. Hey Sean. Hello Stephen, how are you? I'm alright, how are you feeling more to the point? Because you've been under the weather, that is a technical term for Thank not you. well. I've been poorly, yes, oh. that's right. Well, my day's getting worse because I just I thought you were going to end that sentence with our numbered. No, just no. right off the bat, I thought that. Stop it. Is this, is this how you announced it to me? <laughs> I just slipped and fell down the steps to my shed. Oh, as I was, what? As I was led at the bottom, groaning away, my phone rang and it was the doctor's. I mean, <laughs> I thought, wow, has all detection got that good that the doctor's actually <laughs> ring me? So I answered the phone and she said, hello, is that Sean? I said, yes. She said, how are you? I said, well, funnily enough, I've just fallen down the stairs. I'm led at the bottom. And she just laughed because she must have thought I was joking. <laughs> <laughs> and then she said, I'm just ringing because according to your online records that you filled out, you're three foot tall and weigh 450 pounds. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. You should have said yes. Absolutely. <laughs> that is, and that hasn't helped when, in my fall today either. Although I did well, bounce like a beach ball down those stairs. Exactly right. So it seems like the accessibility on the website isn't great. I filled out the form wrong. But uh, yeah, to answer your question, I'm fine. Thank you. Are you sure? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm not sure, if I'm perfectly honest. I'm not. Um, well, look, I'm glad you're back with me today. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about on the show. Um, we are a little bit bereft of technology today. I want to explain. Um, so normally on the show, we have all our fancy gadgets and all the tools that we use to make this show happen. Unfortunately, today, we have um, the sum total of zero of those. Um oh. Well, yeah, because what's happened is uh, oh. I, I got a new carpet fitted into uh, Double Tap Towers. <laughs> this really just is us moaning. For Pretty t- much, yes. For this is the morning hour. hour. Get, look, yes. get used to it. Is this, this is it for the next hour. We're just going to be complaining. Two, <sighs> two old, kind of distinctly old men. Yes. One in particular need of um, growth Com- and uh, growth in one area <laughs> and reduction in another, it would appear, <laughs> being three foot tall and 450 pounds. <sighs> um but uh, yeah, so anyway, as a result, I had to strip the entire room out, which has been nothing short of a joy. Because what you realize, especially in a room like this, especially in the kind of workspaces that you and I sit in, like you and your shed and me in my little mm-hmm. room here, yes, we, we amass a lot of stuff. Yes, true. And you know, I'm sitting here the day before the guy's coming to fit the carpet, and I'm thinking, this will take me an hour, two hours tops to clear this place. Yeah, no totally problem. wrong. <laughs> well, what I forgot was that in the early start of about 2020, when COVID kicked in and the lockdown was starting, I put a lot of time and effort into this room to make it as you know as available to me as possible to do a lot of different things. So one of those things I did was I put lots of little trunk and all on the wall so I could carry cables and I put remember. it all away neatly. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, when you're getting a carpet fitted, now you think, well, actually, that's okay because all the, the cabling's in the wall. So that's not really going to be a problem, right? Um, there was one wall, though, I didn't bother putting any trunking cable on. So there's just like a, a mass of wires just sitting there. And of course, the guy with the carpet comes in and I said, if you can just walk around that, oh, no problem. He begins to pick up the cables to move them. And of course, all the front plates fall off the trunking and all the cabling falls out. <laughs> Excellent. So now the whole room has just had about 8 million cables drop onto it. And he's like, well, I can't really work around this. This isn't very easy. And I'm like, yeah, that's you're right. This isn't going to work. So what we're going to do instead is we're just going to rip the whole cable out. So basically the guy who was here and told me that he managed to fit a carpet in 28 minutes, and he was very uh-huh. impressed with this. He said, yes. oh, I got it done in 28 minutes. So, you know, how cool is that? And I'm like, yeah, that's really cool. And he said, uh, I said, I wonder how you'll how long you'll do here. He's like, yeah. So we get to the end. Two hours thirty later. Oh, I thought you were going to say twenty eight hours later. You know, Near enough. <laughs> Our um, film. Two and a half hours. He's, uh, you know, that's him getting my room 
on the move. So yeah, we've got well, a new I, carpet and that's it. I've got it. to say, another DIY, um, successful Disaster. DIY project by Stephen Scott Industries there, putting up the Absolutely. trunk. Absolutely. And I wasn't involved. It wasn't anything to do with me. I, was, I wasn't, well, I, I mean, it was. You I mean, I decided up. to do it. I did. I did. But no, no, the, the, the trunking is still on the wall. It's yeah, but the, the front, front fell off and all the cables fell off. Fell off. <laughs> fallen off. Yes. Which is that not doesn't ideal. sound good. It's not ideal. No, I'll, I'll give you that. It's not ideal. So it's like sounding gorgeous. The carpet is you. doing its job. You're sounding uh, deep and booming. So no echo. Sounds all right to me. Yeah, well, it's funny, right? Because all I have in here right now is my studio display. I've got my MacBook and I've got my, my, my uh, Shure MV7 microphone I'm using right now, which I have to say, well, I don't have to say, I'm going to say it. I, I, I do feel that this is a really nice microphone and I think I might be keeping it because... Not that I was intending to get rid of it, I should say, but you know, just this was this is my on the move mic. I take this with me. Yes. Um, but I actually think I'll keep it here. Well, considering your usual studio mic costs a lot of money. I mean, yeah. Which lot. was a nice mic. Yeah, the Neumann uh, I can't remember what the model is, but yeah, it was a Neumann. It's a lovely microphone. But it became very annoying. See what I did there? Oh, it's very clever. Thank well you. Well done you. Um I've been working on that all night, uh, along with nothing else. Yes. And um <laughs> The thing about it is it's it's an XLR microphone, right? So you've got to plug it into maybe an audio interface or, in my case, the Rodecaster Pro 2. And obviously then to give it a bit of oomph, to use a technical term, um, you you need a processor. So suddenly you have all these bits of kit in the way. And I plug in this Shure MV7, and I'm kind of telling myself this cannot be as good as the broadcast quality stuff I'm using. It just can't yes. be as good. So I did a, a little recording test for myself just to listen to the difference between that microphone from the Neumann plugged into the compressor, plugged into the Rodecaster versus this, which is uh, micro USB. Weird. I think the new version actually really? is USB-C. Yeah, no, this is weird. I don't know why they yeah. put micro USB on this. But it, they give you the two cables, which is good. They give you micro USB to USB-C and to USB-A. So it's kind of ready for the, the road, whatever way you go. Um, and it's really nice. It's a nice microphone because it comes built on its own little shock mount. So, gotcha. It's, it's yeah. you know a microphone. It's directional, so it's pointing at me. Um, but you can adjust it. You've got a headphone jack in the back of it as well, and you even have an XLR. So if you wanted to hook it up to a legacy mixer or something like you've got with your Allen and Heath, you nice. could do that. You could absolutely hook this up. Um, but you know what I'm noticing is th- there's a lot of lights on it as well. I think the lights can be different things but i think it's currently set to levels so it's kind of showing me the level on on the mic which is kind of not the easiest to see no um because you kind of have to peer over it yeah and also there is a touch capacitive sensor on here which allows you to yeah i know that this is not easy there's actually two there's one that mutes the mic so if i do this actually this is dangerous doing this live because i bet i'll never find it back again yes and welcome to the sean show how's everyone (laughs) you've got a show get your own um (laughs) But yeah, there is a mute button on there, and on the other side of it, there's and it's not. I wish it, you could. I wish it was just an actual button, but I guess they've done that so that it reduces the noise. Um, the other one is for controlling volume level and microphone levels. You can do it all sounds, from the mic. Sounds like there's a lot packed into this thing. How expensive is this one? Um, well, do you know what? I don't know the answer to that in Canadian dollars, but I will find out as we talk. So oh, well um, done. Very yeah, good. Because I'm good that way. I'm nice that way. But it's all about trying to make it simpler. Right? I'm forever. I think that's what we all do, try and declutter and try and cable manage as much as we can because it always ends up the same way. Anytime I try and clean up, I end up sat in the middle of the room with a pile of cables and boxes and things all around me and just think, you know what, now I can't be bothered. Oh, now I got yeah. to try and tidy it. I always put I it am up there, exactly, my friend. I am there. I put it back exactly the same as, as what it was. I know. Why do we do yeah. that? And you know, it's funny because my wife came in last night and she says, she said, what are you doing with the office? And I was telling her the plans and what we're going to do with it. And she says, isn't that exactly what you just had before? Yes. And I'm like, yeah, but it's not the same. And she's like, no, no, but it sounds exactly, I'm sorry, Stephen, but it sounds exactly the same. And I'm like, no, no, you're just not, you're just not seeing it the way I'm seeing it. And she's like, in my head, through your weird vortex that is going on. I don't know. It's just weird. But um, it does show yeah. the quality of the equipment now, though, right? Because that, that mic, I mean, it plugged directly in using micro USB. Micro USB is fine. I and mean, when we're talking about data transfers and everything, it's just that, the, those little prongs on micro USB, they, yes. they, they are fragile. I've gone through so many, and uh, it's not a great connection. But, I mean, the quality 
it's absolutely fantastic. Anyone can record, you know, just with a computer and a, a microphone like that. Fantastic. I think that's it. I think that's what's changed, you know, and it's funny because we did have that call from Biggles and I'm, I'm so aware of it that we had that call from uh, Biggles who, and, and uh, he, that's uh, affected should, you, hasn't it? Well, but he's right because there is, there's a lot of us, a lot of people out there. And actually we do have an email that we can't get to today, unfortunately, because Laura hasn't got around to reading it yet. And even if she did, I wouldn't be able to play it in. You can't so play it back. <laughs> it doesn't really make any difference. <laughs> but we did get an email. I did read last night from Negative Julian who kind of touches on this and he, he kind of puts it to both bagels and to us in two different ways. And I think it's a, I'd rather we had the email because, oh. you know, Julian just writes He's fantastic very, emails. Yes, All our absolutely. listeners write fantastic emails, in fairness. They are all brilliant. I have yes. never, you know, I've never been uh, doing a show. Uh, this is God's honest truth. I have never been on a show where I've had such intelligent feedback ever. And I mean that across all the Why? tech shows I've done because, and I know that a lot of our audience come have, have tra- travelled with us over the years yes. from our various locations. Uh, yeah, but we we do hear new voices. Oh, we do. Yeah, absolutely, and well, more so I'd say now. Fantastic, yeah, which is brilliant. And I know a lot of people are picking us up on EMI Audio, which is f- just fantastic as far as I'm concerned. Because, you know, not everybody has access to the ability to listen to us on podcast. And that's why AMI Audio is so brilliant. And part of the reason why I really wanted this show to be here six days a week on this channel, because I want people to be able to access this information. You don't you shouldn't have to be, you know, you know, you have to have a specific piece of technology. In this case, if you've got a television and you've got cable or you've got the basic, you don't even have to have basic cable, right? You just have to be able to have th- this channel. You can listen to it. Um, yeah easy right so yeah th- this is good but uh, anyway going back to the point about what, what julian was saying he was talking about the cost of technology and how people like us you and i maybe more so me maybe even more so mark are not the typical um blind representatives when it comes to Absolutely this kind of true. tech and I, I you know and he he says in the email i bet they'll try and dispute this but i actually don't dispute that i think that's true but i think it's kind of important as well and he does allude to that in the email he says you know look at the same time this is kind of what we want right we want people testing stuff and trying stuff out and talking about it so that people aren't wasting their money on things that just don't work so you know it's a kind of double-edged sword in a way but i think from our point of view no but we're not we're not the, the typical techies but what i will say is what i'm noticing and it's just going back to this microphone is that the cost of technology is one thing but if we park that for a second the type of technology you can buy to be able to do the kind of things we do is really coming down and uh, coming down in price and becoming more accessible to more people and the technology itself is more accessible i mean this is just a very simple microphone you don't need any skills at all to use this <laughs> i'm using it luckily enough so, yeah exactly um but you know my processor you know is a brilliant processor but i'm not an audio engineer that's not my trade i'm a i'm a talker for a living believe it or not and um I know. My, my, yeah, it's funny, right? You and I said, how are we going to fill six hours a week? And I'm like, Sean, hold my beer. Um, exactly right. <laughs> in fact, Sean, if you want to chip in at any point in those six hours, you're more than welcome, but good yeah, luck. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. Um, but it, it, it's, you know, this microphone, the Shure SMV7, now this, if you might remember, a microphone called the SM7B from Shure, which was the standard broadcast type microphone. This is like the podcaster version, but I do not think, and I'll be honest, you and I have both used the SM7B, and I don't think it sounds as good as this. No. No, and, and you know what? I think, you'd be, I think you'd be pushed for most people to notice a difference between you know that mic and a, a multiple thousand dollar mic. Honestly, it sounds fine to me. Um, and also, we do do a bit of processing after the show, right? So I don't... I don't just put this out flat. I know some podcasts do that and some can, and, you know, in fairness, it would probably sound fine, but I like a consistency of sound across a podcast. So, you know, any, any laughter or, you know, hilarity gets kind of dulled and, you know, equally the quiet bits come up. Yes. So if you've got any issues hearing, you know, you won't miss this too much. Double tap. We dull hilarity. Yes. Dull- <laughs> that's, that's our tagline. Well done. Get that on a t-shirt. Um, but th- you were asking about price. This is $319. Okay. Right. Yeah. So not, not the cheapest, Mike, but uh, yeah. not the cheapest. Now, what's the one you've got there? Remind got us the of the one you've got. Audio Technica uh, 2100X. Now, uh, if you want to look up the Canadian price of that, Stephen, that'd be fantastic. $109. $109. Now, 
uh, I love this mic. I love Audio Technica. I had the original AT2100. Uh, this is the updated version with USB C connection. But again, this mic has both XLR, so you can connect it to an audio interface or a uh, mixer like I have, um, or you can plug it directly into a USB slot on your computer. And I think it sounds fantastic. I've tried a lot of different mics, and to be honest, I, I can't really tell a difference. You know, it's it's no. great. I I have to say I. So why did I go for this one versus that? Because I actually have both. Um, I've got the one you've got, and I've got this one. And I actually the, the only thing that's made me use this one is because I think the software is quite good. It's not the most accessible. It's kind of accessible. You can get your way around it. I did have to get Ira to help me download it and set it up. But once I could get into the software, it was actually not too bad. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. Sure could definitely do some work on the app. Boom. Um, I, 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 and I, I get that, you know, saying the answer to everything is get Ira on isn't the answer for everybody either. So I'm conscious of that. But I have to be no. honest, this is what I do. So I use Ira because, you know, for me, it's about getting the job done. And I want to use this microphone if I want to use a particular piece of tech. I, you know, I've, I've had to deal with this my whole life. You know, working in broadcast, nothing is particularly accessible. No playout system is accessible. That's, Mixing that's consoles aren't accessible. Yeah. Because it, it, so, it amazes me that audio equipment is, yeah, is <laughs> so far behind when it comes to accessibility. Elgato is terrible. Yeah. You know, Logitech webcams are really popular. They're, they're all that soft. Yeah, yeah. yeah Road. Road. But. We were talking about Adobe Audition the other day. Now, the fact that Adobe still, I mean, the most, it's, you could argue it's the industry standard when it comes to audio yep. editing. And it's not accessible. I mean, how terrible. Adobe is a huge company. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to say it yesterday, but um, I let it go. But I find that absolutely appalling that leading software like that from a massive company like that is totally inaccessible and has been for the longest time. It's it's disgraceful, and it really is. And and the fact is that you know that's why you know you and I battle on with audacity. That's why a yep. lot of people are turning to a Reaper. And actually, this is the thing, right? I mean, you can see the sh the, the sands shift. Um, yeah, just following Twitter, I can see people who say, you know, more people, for example, saying, you know what, Reaper's great. That's what I'm going to use. And you know, as long as it's yep. developed and continued to be developed, that's great. I'll be honest, I'm a little bit nervous about audacity because. I know it's a crowd project, and it's funny because I used to talk about NVDA in a very similar way. Um, I used yes. to always think, you know, it's great, but what if the project falls away? These are people who are giving their time. Yes, they may be getting a bit of donation through, but that doesn't mean they can devote their whole lives to this. Um, what it's happens true. when it falls apart, you know? So Audacity is kind of going the same way for me in terms of accessibility. Because Not for I Windows, I find the Windows absolutely perfect. Yeah. But for yeah. Mac, definitely there's Mac issues. Size, no, I, I'll be honest. I, I can't even upload. I can't upgrade to macOS Ventura just now, which is kind of annoying because I want to play around with it a bit more. Um, I mean, thankfully, I've got the the Mac, the iMac down thankfully in the kitchen. You've got fifteen other computers, I've got a, a five yes. thousand other Macs I can just put it on. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, the problem is you don't use it the same way when you use it sparingly. You know, it has to be on your main device, otherwise you won't use it properly. That's the yeah, problem. Exactly right. So the same yeah. with Windows. You know, as much as I love Windows and I can dabble in and out of it, I don't use it every day fully. So. I don't really get the sense. I almost get jealous sometimes when I read people talk about the great features on Windows. And I'm like, I'm only playing with Windows now. Um, yeah, but it's just the same with some of the Mac features, right? Each one's got its pluses and negatives. Yeah. So, but no, definitely you're right. I, I mean, you tell me, so you know more than I do on this. But certainly, Audacity on the Windows side is better. Um, but yeah, I don't have I'm, any issues. No, at all. And the new version's fine. You don't have any issues there. Yeah, there's a, there's a little bug when it comes to playing back uh, using the C to clip preview. There's a little bit of a um, problem with that. You've got to hit space before you can do anything again. But yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a, a major update, this one, and mm. I expect it to be fixed in the next point release. So yeah, but no, no. as a, a general rule, accessibility in Audacity is fantastic. That's why I, I stick with it. Um, I'm and very much aware of Reaper. And it's free, of course. Absolutely. Which is not the reason I chose it. I mean, it really isn't. It's just that I chose it because there were so many people around me using it. Yeah, You were using it. Robin was using it. Friends were using it. And I thought, well, every, at least I've got people around me who I can get help from and assistance from when I need it, rather than jumping into Reaper, which nobody around me, apart from a few people, are using. And those people aren't as available to go to to get assistance. Yeah. So, And there's nothing wrong with Reaper. Absolutely. I've got a, oh, a, definitely, a, not, definitely no. got my eye on Reaper and it's something, but it's just a... 
it's that jumping off one platform into the uncomfortable unknown of another software that it's going well, to like take a while to day. pick it up. I had this problem with Audition. I, I eventually had to make the leap, and it was just, in a way, it was the, the change of, of job, really, moving away from RNIB. And I was yes. using, um, they were actually moving towards Audacity at that point for the radio station team. And uh, that gave me a bit of an insight. But you know that way, it's like everything. Like I was just saying, if you don't use it every day, you can't really get to grips with it. And I know people who struggle with that. You just, you can't, it's, it, I had this problem with screen readers. I've had this problem my whole life. You cannot sort of straddle two things at once. Um, no. you've got to pick a side because if you don't, if you don't make the move, you, you'll never. And one one thing I will say is, if anyone was thinking of moving from Windows to Mac or or Mac to Windows, the best thing to do and the best advice I give to people is do it app by app. You know, start getting to know an application because once you start to get the sense of how the system works through an application, you can kind of work it out. But I I must admit. Seen a lot of tweets recently from people, and I I feel your pain on this. See a lot of tweets from people, people asking me as well. And I'm thinking of jumping over to Mac, but it just seems so complicated. And I think yeah. you know it, it's our brains. I think are maybe wired differently, but I I can get my head around it. It's taken me a long time though, and I wasn't like that. Yeah, but you, that's just well use, know. right? That's that's just using it every day. You you just yeah. you do it get is. used to it, and you pick it up, and your muscle memory kicks in for your. 20,000 fingers that you need for some of the keyboard <laughs> shortcuts, which is a little bit unfair to say, but it's not as bad as it used way. to be, I will say. No, I think no. it's, and you can use caps lock now as well, which is cool. So you don't have to, if, you, if you're coming from yeah, yeah. EDA or, or JAWS, if you if, uh, use caps lock as a, I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it's it. Fine. I, How often do you use, you don't use caps lock for anything else. I know. How often do you use it? I know. I never use it for abs, for anything. It is a redundant key, but yes. for some reason, I have this thing that I can't use it for. I don't know. It's just it's a weird place Let for me. Let it go. Let it go. Nah, I'm sticking Thank with you. command option or control option. Um, I want to make command option. Oh, got command option. Yeah, <laughs> whichever one don't, it is. Don't do that one. Um, so yeah, talking to microphones. So there's one other microphone. So the Shure mic does require software, which I think is is does enhance the quality of it a little bit. Gives you more options. I think that your it, it was the I always get mixed up with this. The Audio Technica A two one hundred is it A one hundred X or something? I've got what well, my mic called? is the twenty one hundred X twenty one hundred X. Brilliant microphone, yes. Um, but I just feel this is probably a little bit. I don't know. I'm just a bit more happier with this one. There is one other microphone though, which I would recommend, and it's cheaper than both of those. Um, and actually, I think if if I'm honest, this is probably my favorite mic of all. I don't have it. I do. I actually did have it, but I gave it to a friend of ours, um, Red Sale, who does My Life in Books here for AMI Audio. Um, I, I sent this down to him because I think he he needed something better than what he had, and this microphone is great because it is truly plug and play. It doesn't need any software to do anything with, to improve it or otherwise, and it just is a great sounding mic. It's the Rode NT USB. That's oh. NT USB, and uh, it's eighty dollars. So cheaper than than both our microphones, yeah. um, but it is actually I would say on a par. I mean, if you've listened to my life in books with Red, you'll you'll hear what that microphone sounds like. It sounds great. It sounds brilliant. And you know, it's again a lot of it is the location with recording. It's not just about the microphone. I mean, these microphones I've noticed nowadays they're trying to make them able to handle and using AI and and I guess various machine learning and and software to try and dampen down echoes in the background. Um, yeah. But it's, you know, and some of it's very good. Don't get me wrong. Some of the software is excellent and it's getting better. And I was having a chat with Mark Aflalo about this a couple of weeks back. He was talking about the fact that, you know, microphones in, in, in phones are, you know, getting so good. And he said, the problem is that you'll never be able to replace a broadcast microphone with a phone. I mean, you can't do that. You, you'd still need in a proper studio to use that kind of device. But I disagree with that because I think what's happening is like television where Zoom and Skype and Teams and platforms like ours on here, Riverside, they've they've really... The bar is being lowered, I think you're going to say. Yes, the bar is lowering. And on television now, any any format, frankly, is, is accepted. And I think that audio is going the same way. And I don't think it's necessarily... I think it's probably better on the the audio side because I still think there's a, a quality threshold with audio. Yeah. Well, um, you've got to be able to hear what people are saying. That's that's the uh, that's the threshold. Unless you're watching a movie, in which case that doesn't seem to matter. 
There is a slight difference, though, as well, and, and you sort of alluded to it, is that we are in, you know, a, a special environment here. I'm covered, I'm surrounded by acoustic foam. You're in your yeah, studio. Yeah, but, but you didn't, it didn't cost you 50 grand to get that done. No, no, that's my point. Absolutely you know, not. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. the, I, I have baffles on my wall that frankly came out of a skip because a radio yes. studio was getting rid of them. And I said, no, thanks. I'll be having that. Um, so I didn't pay anything for these, thank goodness. I could uh, just these you dumpster diving. Oh, I tell you, these. if I hear a radio station's closing down, I'm like a vulture. I am like, <laughs> what have you got? I want it. And then you. I, I remember once ending up with a photocopier. I have no idea what, what I need a photocopier for, but I, don't I ended up ask. with a photocopier. <laughs> uh, no, sorry, the glass wasn't broken already. Um, okay. It was afterwards. But no, so the, um, the baffles <laughs> in the wall. Laugh. Those are... <laughs> I can't make him laugh today or he'll just not be able to speak for an hour. Um, but yeah, I got the baffles on the wall. They didn't cost me anything. You've got that foam, which you can get on Amazon for like 20 quid or something, you know, for a pack. That's so, right. You know, it's, 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 that's what I'm saying. The the availability of this stuff to do the kind of things we do is much. I mean, Ikea now, Ikea sell this little thing. It's it's like almost a, a kind of foam um, fabric, I guess, kind of cover that you just put round you on your desk. It doesn't cover you, but it just kind of sits round you. So oh, it yeah, opens I've up seen those. into three yeah. parts, yeah. and it just sits round you. And that acts as a great little soundproofer. And it's like $7 or something, $8. It costs next to nothing. But that gives you the capability to insulate your room a little bit, you know, if you if back onto a wall or, you know, you want I just think there's so many ways people now can get into this world of broadcast and podcast. Um, yeah. The bar, is, see, it, the bar is low for entry, but I don't think the bar is low for quality. No. And we've seen so many people do it in so many. Yeah, I know people that have sat in wardrobes. Um, Tim yeah. Schwartz used to do it in his car in the garage. I know Garth, uh, a friend of mine, Garth, he did the same thing. He cars are a great record. place to do it, by the Cars, yeah. Insulation is fantastic. Yeah. So you can do it anywhere. And plus, you know, just do it in your bedroom. Just put some um, towels. I know somebody who just put towels around the place, just a few yeah. bales of towels. And it dampened down the sound. It sounded great. So you can do it anywhere. Absolutely. Uh, look, we'll take a short break. We'll come back because uh, what was what were we going to talk about today? There, there was a reason. Oh, yeah, but what, I want to mention Braille because uh, Matthew Horspool, one of our listeners, got in touch with a great feature. This is one thing we can play in today. Thank goodness we could do something. Well done. Uh, we're going to play this in because this is a great little feature. And uh, I want to talk a little bit about some announcements that have been made on Apple products and my prediction for 2023. I have a hot take prediction <gasps> that I want to share with you. Uh, I think it is all about to change next year for Apple. I'll tell you more about that next. Follow Double Tap on social media at Double Tap on Air and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts and email us feedback at doubletaponair.com. This is Double Tap. Now, back to the show. This is Double Tap. I am Stephen Scott. He is Sean Priest, uh, Sean of the Shed. What's the next one about? When, when is the next one due? Is it happening now? What's, what's going on? Where's oh, the next? Right. I want more Sean I'm, of the Shed. I'm doing it. Give me some. Uh, I've just fallen down the stairs. Oh, oh unbelievable. Stop complaining. Just get on with it. The next one is uh, the 15th, uh, 15th of every month, Sean of the Shed on YouTube. Check it out. Uh, the next one, I'm going to be doing it on smart plugs. I'm going to smartify. Ooh. The shed. Um, people often ask me, you know, they hear so much about smart homes. How do you get started? And I think the easiest way in is either a smart plug or a smart bulb. It's, uh, you know, from both the price and the ease of how you do it. So, yes, the next one, I'm going to do a smart plug. Set up a smart plug. Easy. I love Shaun of the Shed. Thank there you. I said it. Yeah. Well not, just bec- not just because I'm told to say that, but I actually genuinely love it. I think it's a brilliant brilliant podcast and you know for people who don't know about it then you need to learn about it and i'll tell you something else if you think you know all about tech listen to sean of the shed because you will learn something i remember we got a call from a guy once who said that he listened to the show he listened to sean of the shed he he was an it expert knew all this stuff and he said i thought i was going to listen to this and learn nothing and then he said i listened to it and he said i learned loads so yeah i, I remember that it was very nice yeah. yes but it's, it's true it's a great great podcast get it wherever you get your podcasts. Thank is you. Yes. Is that, you is, can, that, is that right? Am I saying yes, that Yes, you right? can find the audio version in any podcast catcher. And as I said, also the video version on YouTube. They I'm a YouTuber now, apparently. Oh, you're up there with, um, what was it you said last time? The Sneezy uh, Panda? Sneezy Panda, PewDiePie, and Mr. Chocolate Rain. 
who follows me on Twitter for some reason. God bless wow. you, sir. I tweeted out something the other day. I'd have played it in here, but I can't. Um, but I was, I, I laughed out loud. And you know, there was something wonderful about it. I've tweeted it out. So for, if you follow me at Blind Guy Tech, you'll see this. And it's a video of a guy, a weatherman, who learns during the course of his bulletin or his um, his weather report um, that his screen that he's showing the weather on is touchscreen. And he just figures it out as he's, he touches the screen by accident and he's like, oh, does that move? <laughs> and the, the sheer joy that he gets from the fact that he can manipulate this map is just brilliant. He is he, so happy. He is dancing around with happiness that he can, he's like, I can zoom in and out and I can, oh, it can tilt. And oh, he totally it's so forgets funny. he's on camera. He just completely carries. off. He's like, I'm not interested in the weather. You guys, you know, it's a nice day. Go away. Um, but I'm honestly, with my gadgets. you yeah. got to watch this clip. It is so, so funny. Um, just just brightened up my day, if I'm honest, because it was just, it was the joy in his uh, voice. <sighs> we need more joy on social media. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Yes. Yes. And it's not usually you think, let's follow Stephen Scott to get some joy, but there yeah. you go. Stephen um, Scott dulls hilarity. Let's not forget. Ex- I, yeah, no, no, no. <clears throat> Excuse me, double tap. Yes. Oh, right. Yeah, I get yeah, thrown under the bus with that. Absolutely. Carry on. You're all, we're all part of it here. So, no I in team. <clears throat> so, um, <sighs> what's, your, what's your amazing prediction? I'm very interested in this. Um, Apple are changing their ways, are they? What are you saying? Okay, well, there's, a, there's, a lot, there's a lot of rumors swirling around at the minute. And the big rumors are two rumors in particular that I'm interested in. One is that Apple are set to unveil a 16.1-inch iPad in 2023. I beg your pardon? That's mental. How? What? Yeah. And apparently, either later on in the year, this is all rumour, of course, but, you know, later in the year, possibly a 14-inch iPad as well. Oh, well, that's fine. So you're thinking to yourself, okay, 14-inch, 16-inch, what does that sound like? And then you read another rumour that says that macOS 14 may debut on the iPad. Oh, I see where this is going. So I think that the iPad is about to become the Mac Pad. I said, I said it years ago. I said the Mac Pad is coming. I hate that I name. Think we all, I think way, we all knew but... that Mac Pad was coming. In fairness, I think you know there were, you know, mm. probably tadpoles had figured that out before I did. But <laughs> the point is that it is coming. It looks like there is that convergence is going to start. And interestingly, uh, Craig Federici was asked in an interview, Wall Street Journal did a big uh, show uh, the other day, a tech live conference, I think it was, uh, just the other day. And he was asked about, you know, will the will the MacBook ever have a touchscreen? And he said, well, we, we don't rule anything out. And I thought that was quite interesting because that's yes, kind that's of a change not in direction. No. Exactly, because it used to be just be like, no, no way, MacBook, uh, touch, yes. boot, touchpad, no. But it looks like what they're going to do is is... It looks as if they're going to move uh, macOS onto the iPad. Now, whether it's lock, stock, and barrel, whether it's an iPad version of macOS, mm. I think that would be silly, if I'm honest. I think they'd be better just going for it. Um, you say MacBooks are dead. Long live the I, Mac I, pad. I don't think the MacBook is dead, but I think it is definitely going to change in the few next few years. I think that if you look at the Mac lineup at the moment, you've got the MacBook Air and you've got the MacBook Pro. And that's kind of it, right? And I think the MacBook Pro will, will live on. I think the Pro lineup will continue. Uh, it may eventually become touchscreen. That would be my prediction. Um, but mm. I think that the MacBook Airline may disappear eventually. Uh, or maybe, well, I, I don't know. But I think certainly we're going to move towards, definitely move towards iPads having that ability. And I'll be honest, you know, when you look at the iPad lineup, it looks a lot fresher. It looks a lot cooler looks a lot more capable than the, you know, I'm not saying that the other one, the, the MacBooks are, are not, but it's just, mm-hmm. it's just a new design that when you think, when you, when you start to think of the iPad as a computer and not as a tablet, and then you think of all the accessories that come with it, it kind of is naturally the next step. And it feels like we've been getting there very slowly. It's been happening, you know, over the past few weeks, the past few weeks, <laughs> Past years, <laughs> years, it's been happening. Well, um, since the M1 Apple Silicon has been yes. introduced to the iPads, we it signs, you know, sort of signposts yeah. it, doesn't it? it does. But then, okay, so we're already there with Microsoft. If you look at the Surface mm. Pro, but they also do the Surface Laptop, which yep. is touchscreen. Uh, you know, uh, so there is room in the market for both form factors, and those two are running 
the same version of Windows. So, yes, I mean, right. we're, they're coming to, you know, very similar lines with the iPad and the MacBooks. So, I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean the end of the MacBook, but yeah, it's interesting times. I just wish they'd hurry up and get on with it. Because, well, so do I. Mean, I. The iPad OS 16 has only just come out, isn't it? For yeah. the iPads. Um, and of course, everybody starts moving on to what's next, right? I mean, once we've yeah. got whatever's new, they're all like, right, what's 17 going to be like? Uh, but there is there is something which kind of leans towards how this might work. Uh, and it's a feature of macOS that's been here now for a few years. I, I will be honest, it's not one I've ever really bothered with, but I could certainly see how it would make sense in this kind of new world where it's all combined. And that is Launchpad on macOS. Now, Launchpad is very similar to the iPadOS layout. You know, it brings up all the icons of all the applications. You can just tap on them and in you go. Yeah. So it's very similar. So I wonder if maybe that was an early stage development of what could be, you know, the bridge. Because I think both need a bridge. Yeah. But they need a bridge back to, you know, if you're using the iPad as a tablet, and it's the same reason why I don't really feel I would be comfortable using a a Windows machine as a tablet, because I don't even know how I'd manage that. I mean, that just, does anybody use an iPad, a a Surface Pro as a tablet with Windows? Is that Uh, a thing? No, I think kickstand on a desk watching something maybe as far as it goes holding yes. it in your hand i just don't think it's comfortable maybe jumping enough. into the netflix app or something but you know even then mm. I, I don't know i mean i know people do this i know i used to see people on trains doing it they would sit with their, their laptop and they would just you know bring out the the surface or whatever and usually it was the surface and they would watch something on it but um i i can see the convergence is happening and it looks like next year we're going to finally see it um okay and i'm I'll quite agree excited with you. Yes, no, I agree with you. And look, the power is there. The, the the Apple Silicon's there in the iPad. I would argue maybe a few more ports, but you know that is changing. USB C being implemented, so absolutely, the only thing holding it back from being the equivalent to the MacBook is the software and the OS. Yes, so, yeah, absolutely. And it's been interesting because I'm watching Marquez Brownlee's video. Uh, if you don't follow him on on YouTube, he's he's a very interesting character. He he sort of always breaks down all these new devices. And he was talking about the new iPad, and he, he kind of just the, the 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 takeaway really was: what is this thing for? Yes. <laughs> Why does it exist? Yeah. Uh, because it seems to be more expensive, but really for not much more than what you're getting. The one key difference is at the moment. I mean, this pencil lark is just nonsense. The fact that you have to get a dongle, which, by the way, if you want to buy the dongle uh, in order to charge your Apple Pencil with the new iPad, yeah, you're gonna have to wait till December. So that uh, is gonna be dead. With Apple That's Pencil, crazy because you can't get any, can't get the dongle. Okay. It's just ridiculous, right? So oh. it's this kind of thing, uh, you know, where I, I just don't get the reasoning behind it. I, you know, we said it the other day; it's all a bit bizarre. I am intrigued by this new iPad, though. I have ordered one. I wasn't going to. I did order one. Oh, just to, I might send Stephen. it. Stephen, you know, we'll, we'll, I'll play with it. I got it in yellow because you know I like Awful. yellow, right? Okay, and. Uh, I'm going to pop in and get one of those little magic keyboards as well because that's very Surface-like. So I'll be interested to see what that, how that I, goes. I just love it how you throw that in there. Uh, going back to Biggles, I'm just going to pop in and grab myself one of those magic keyboards. <laughs> they are ridiculously priced. Yeah, but I'm probably going to take it back. And look, here's the thing. Like, probably. I always put I, that I, in there. I, but here's the thing, right? I am going to test this for you. Not you, but the listener. Me? No, not you. Uh, what's the point? No point in testing it for you. You don't care. Well, you could send it to me afterwards instead of sending it What back. would you do with an iPad? No, I'll, I'll be honest. I want to play around with 16. If this is where it's going to go, if this 16. is where it's all moving, then it's I want huge. to get... But but then here's the thing. This was another thought I was thinking about. Is there any point playing around with iPad 16, iPad OS 16, and getting used to it with voiceover if they're just going to replace it with macOS next year anyway? In which case, I may as well just forget it and just wait till next year. Well... Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, well, as a, as a voiceover user... I don't think it's particularly brilliant with iPadOS. I mean, it's not awful, but it's, oh, it's, it's certainly is accessible. Look, if you but can it's use just, your it's iPhone, just, you, yeah, you're used exactly. to it you can, do all, you can do all with your iPhone. You don't need to have an iPad. There's no value, I don't think, if you're totally yeah, but blind I'm to having the iPad used versus to the phone. iPadOS and iOS. I mean, yeah, you can use both. If you know your iPhone, you can use an iPad. Can like, I ask, right, how, how's your partner getting on? Because Sarah is using an iPad, and I was intrigued about it. I meant to ask you this when, we, when you brought it up last time. Yes. You were saying that she got the iPad for, what was it for? Was it just for, for leisure stuff? or for? for? Yeah, she buys a lot of movies on uh, iTunes, and she has oh, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of uh, audiobooks from Audible. Right. 
uh, and other places actually. And she just wanted us. Uh, I, you know, I hear a lot of people say this, and I honestly, I don't quite understand it. But she wanted a device that was purely for that. Yeah, I, I, I don't honestly, I don't quite get that. Well, I kind of understand it. I think we all like to put things in boxes to some degree, right? So, well, you know, yeah, maybe. Yeah, we put all our tech in one place. I mean, you know, having everything on one device. Yeah, I don't it's know. Great. It's great. It's good if you've got the storage. It's, it's good if you. No, no, no. You just stream, you download, and you delete. You listen to one thing at a time. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, I know. I know. I don't know. Sorry. Yes. Anyway, I, I, I interrupted. Yeah, she's getting on fine with it. Yes. You interrupted yourself, by the way, just so you know. Oh, did I? I interrupted myself. <laughs> iPad, <laughs> iPad OS. I, I, I was a little bit worried because I, I, when I started using iPad all those years ago with the iPad 3, the column thing really threw me. And there was times yeah. where. The um the pin entry keyboard would come up and it wouldn't be uh, like in the bottom center of the screen. It would be somewhere else and I had to go and explore to find it. And those sort of things just threw me a little bit. Now, I'm not saying it's terrible and not accessible and we can't use it. Of course we can. It's just a different experience, that's mm. all. Um, but yes, no, she absolutely loves it. Well, I'm intrigued to hear how she gets on with it, especially with voiceover. And I, I, it's interesting because I was playing around with the... Um, was it the Kindle? No, yes. I, I keep calling it the Kindle. It's not the Kindle. It's the Fire, the tablet. Fire tablet. Yes, it's actually quite a nice little device, you know. And I think you know, it's yeah, not, it it's not, it's getting better, kind of under the hood, right? Because the the processor every year gets improved, so every time they bring out a new one, it's getting faster and faster, and the capability is good. I, I think we should revisit this. I think we should, seriously should. You and I should revisit the Fire Tablet line because. Again, going back to Biggles' point, not everyone can afford to buy an iPad. Not everyone can afford to buy, you know, a new computer. Could a could a Fire Tablet do enough? Well, absolutely. But again, it comes down to the use case and uh, our ongoing argument of what is a tablet for? Is it purely for consuming content? I mean, what else would you do on it? Well, I mean, you, can you make calls on it? I mean, I suppose you could through Lady A, right? You could make calls. Yeah. Um, can you do video calls on it? I don't know if you can. I assume you can. Maybe through other applications, not. Yeah, of course you can. Yeah, you could use anything. Of course, you can't use FaceTime. You can't. You could maybe use Google stuff. I guess you can use Zoom. You could use, you could use uh, Zoom. Yeah, WhatsApp. You use WhatsApp on it. I think. I think we should revisit number. the. I think we should revisit the Fire Tablet in the next couple of weeks because I, I think that's a that's I've got an like six in a drawer somewhere. Yeah, let me dig. Yeah, one well, <laughs> but, but maybe that's the problem. Maybe maybe you're using older tech, and that may be where your your feeling about it's going. Yeah. Um, listen, I want to play this in because this is um, something which uh, one of our audience uh, dropped into us. Uh, Matthew Horsepool. Uh, now, you might know the name Matthew Horsepool if you've ever uh, taken part in any of the uh, Brailists Foundation's work. Uh, you'll have heard uh, Ben and Mel joining us from the organization uh, recently on the show talking about their new on-demand Braille course, which you must go and check out, Brailleists.org, Brailleists, plural, .org. And... Um, Go and check it out. But Matthew sent this in. Now, well, we've heard of Braille screen input, and a lot of people love Braille screen input. I see a lot of people talk about it. Um, well, this is uh, some more features of Braille screen input that you may not know about, and Matthew has very kindly demonstrated that for us uh, here on Double Tap. Hello, my name is Matthew Horsepool from Coventry here in the UK. If you're an iPhone, iPad, or iPod Touch user, and you also use Braille, you've no doubt already come across Braille screen input. It's a very handy way of being able to input text using Braille on the touchscreen of your iDevice. One of the things that has historically not been so convenient in Braille screen input, though, is making a mistake, because having made a mistake, you've had to rotor out of Braille screen input to characters or words or what have you, find the mistake, use the delete button to delete it and then go back into braille screen input to braille what it is that you actually wanted to braille and uh, in many cases i've personally resorted to the on-screen keyboard at that point because it's just been easier well thanks to a post on appleviz.com i've recently discovered a much easier way to edit within braille screen input and i'd just like to quickly demonstrate this to you now i'm using an iphone 14 pro running ios 16 it definitely works in iOS 16. I don't know whether it works in iOS 15 or earlier because, as I say, I only discovered this on AppleViz.com about two or three days ago. But I'll rotate around to Braille screen input. Mentions, misspelled word, edit. Braille screen input, orientation locked, landscape, tabletop mode, contracted. Okay, and I will just type. I'm in a message at the moment. 
I hope you are having a good day today. Okay, so as it happens, I didn't make any mistakes in that message, but there you go. You know, it, it's it, I might have done. What I'm now going to do is use my left hand. You could use your right hand if you wanted to. I just find it easier to use the left hand. And I'm going to hold down the letter A. But again, I could hold down dot two or dot three or dot four or dot five or dot six. The, the key is to hold down a dot. So I'm going to hold down one finger on the left hand. And exploring mode two. Now, I have to keep my finger held down. This is very important. As soon as you release your finger, you will come out of exploring mode. But having held down that finger, I'm going to swipe down with two fingers on the opposite hand. So in my case, on the right hand, I'm going to swipe down with two fingers. We're in exploring mode. Two lines, characters, words, lines, characters, words. Lines. And you can see it's moving between characters, words, and lines, a bit like what happens on the rotor. Characters, words. So I'll go to words. If I uh, swipe up with two fingers, by the way, it goes the other way around. Characters, lines, words, characters, lines, words. So words is what I want. And I'm now going to swipe left with two fingers. Today, today, good, day, having, are, you, hope. Okay, so you can hear that it is moving the cursor as though I was rotoring to words and, and moving around. So I'll go back the other way. Hope you are having a good day. Okay, hope you're having a good day. Maybe I want to change that. Maybe I want to say, hope you are having a great day. The first thing I need to do in order to make this happen is move the cursor from where it is now at the end of the word day to the start of the word day. So I'll swipe left with two fingers. Day. Now the cursor's at the left end of day. Uh, and so now, if I release my finger on the left hand, I can now swipe left with two fingers. Good. And you'll see that it's deleted the word good, so that the swipe left with two fingers gesture has now returned to what it would normally do. And I'm now going to type great, G-R-T, great, and space. So now I'll go back into exploring mode by holding down with one finger. And exploring mode, one. Fantastic. And I will, why it's saying one, two, I'm not sure. I think that's the dot that I'm holding down. But I'm now going to try and read by line. So I'll swipe uh, down with two fingers. Line exploring mode. Okay. Two. And it's got a bit of extra verbiage there, but I can now swipe left. I hope you are having a great. Okay. And it's it's read up to where the cursor was. So if I swipe right. I hope you are having a great day today. Okay, so you can see that the message now says, Hi, hope you are having a great day today. There are one or two other gestures. I think if I swipe, uh, it, I'll go to characters actually, characters. swipe down with two fingers. If I swipe left with three fingers, Space, full stop, selected, Y, selected, A, selected, D, selected. So you can see that does text selection. If I swipe right with three fingers, D, unselected, A, Y, full stop, space, unselected. So that, that unselects. Swiping up and down with three fingers doesn't seem to do anything. So as I say, I only discovered this a couple of days ago. This is not a comprehensive demo. I'm sure there are other gestures in there that I haven't discovered yet. I'm sure there are probably other things you can do in this mode. But even with just those few gestures, using Braille screen input just got a whole lot more useful. So hopefully other people will find it useful too. And uh, in the meantime, thanks very much for listening. No, thank you, Matthew, for sending that in. That was brilliant. Matthew Horsepool there. What an incredible feature. I didn't even know that existed. I know. That seems so cool. I, that was one of the drawbacks of Braille input is having to go back to the rotor because it just slows you down. But that seems absolutely fantastic. Is it one of those situations where, you know, Apple have done a huge amount of work on something and then just as usual, never told anyone about it? I, I'm just thinking, <laughs> where is the document, right? Where's the Apple yeah. support document which says, okay, Here's how to use Braille input. Here's the gesture table of gestures. That'd be fantastic. But I'm sure it's out there somewhere. I'm going to have to dig it out. That was really good. Yeah, I think maybe, again, you'd have to go digging on maybe the Apple support side of things to find that and there may be something on it. But, you know, often it seems, I often feel left wanting with Apple documents. You know, they don't give you every piece yeah. of information. And, you know, can, can I just say as well, because this drives me mad, why is it that on FaceTime on the Mac, there are no keyboard commands to control anything. None. It's really? just ridiculous. I mean, basic stuff. All you can do, very, I mean, it's not even basic. It's, it's pathetic, really. All you can do is change the camera from, you know, landscape to portrait. Um, you can make the screen full size. But that's kind of it. There's no new call. There's no, even command end to start a new FaceTime call. No. It doesn't exist. 
Wow. Okay. Well, I'm waiting for the flood of emails coming in telling us of all Please. the keyboard shortcuts. I looked up Apple support. I read the keyboard shortcuts guide. That was pretty much all I could get. Wow. Um, That's surprising. Really, really poor in terms of keyboard. But despite every other application has got tons of keyboard shortcuts, even just basic command N to get you to a new face. No, what you have to do is you've got to VO right to get to the new FaceTime button. You type in a name and all this carry on. And and the the inconsistency, and when Robin's been on with us, he's talked about this, the inconsistency between applications, between mail, between... Yes, um, it's true. Was it mail, messages, FaceTime? They're all so different. It's so weird. I will say, though, someone mentioned this on on, um, Twitter the other day, and it might be worth mentioning. If you go into mail now... Uh, when you arrow through a, a mail me- through through mail messages with the new macOS Ventura, it will tell you if the message has been replied to right away, rather than telling you at the end after saying the name and the subject. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. Outlook, I think, does that, and it does. Um, I quite like that. But that's that's good because that is one of those things. You're like, did I did I reply to this? And you've got to listen to the whole thing. Uh, you want that information up top, so. Yeah, really interesting. Uh, but no, th- thank you to Matthew for sending that in. And if you want to record a message for us and send it in, and it doesn't have to be professionally produced and polished, you know, it doesn't have to be that at all. Matthew very kindly did that for us, but you don't have to do that. Just drop us a message. You can record a voice message using your iPhone or your Apple Watch or any device for that matter, uh, and just send the file to feedback at doubletaponair.com. Now, you might be thinking, hang on, is that another new email address? Um, do you know what? We are so popular. Here, the AMI have asked that we get our own email address. <laughs> we're, we're flooding wow. the poor people of AMI. The, the, the team at AMI, Greg and the team who work so hard on gathering all the feedback Sorry, for Sorry, Greg. Um, he is uh, another Greg. It's always Greg's we're upsetting, isn't it? Um, it is, yes. But yeah, he said, uh, you know, could you maybe just, could you maybe just, you know, get all that? Go you away. Know, go away, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yes, yeah, so feedback at doubletaponair.com. That is the email address. If you're still emailing feedback at ami.ca or the old blind guy address, it doesn't matter what you email. We'll get the email, so don't worry about it. Whatever you're sending it to, we'll get it. But that is the official email address for the show, feedback at doubletaponair.com. Everything else forwards to us, so don't worry about it. And just to say as well, you can still call us. The number hasn't changed, uh, at least not to my knowledge. Um, I'll change it. One eight seven seven eight zero three four five six seven. Keep your calls and comments coming. Uh, we do love to get them, and we'll lag like, into those on uh, tomorrow's show. Thank you so much for being with us, Sean. We're going to talk about the Google Pixel Watch tomorrow. We've got oh, a good friend yes. of the show, Aaron Hewitt, is going to join us to talk about that. So look forward to that. Uh, that's it for today, though, guys. Have a great day. Catch you tomorrow. Bye bye. Send us your feedback to feedback at doubletaponair.com. Leave us a voicemail at 1-877-803-4567. You're listening to Double Tap. I'm Marjorie Shepard of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. Every month, my co-host Alex Hadjar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping On Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods.